Hello and welcome to another episode of the Point Forward Podcast. It has been way too long since we've done one of these. It's been a few weeks now, but we're right in the thick of March we Madness. Yeah, we were right in the thick of March Madness. We, we were. It was like ten days. Yeah, it's not awful. It's just longer than I wanted it to be, man. And uh, everyone was on vacation. We. Uh, PJ and I were fortunate enough to hang out in the great city of Chicago last weekend for a while and uh, would have liked to have done a pod then, but college basketball, just, well, that too. But we, and we ate too much pizza. Yep, those two and things. And we lost too many bets, and that's why the first two things happened. Thankfully, pretty low-stake bets, but uh, yeah, so uh, excited to, to do another pod. Um you know, we're in Q4 of NBA regular season. And while there's some really intriguing Western and Eastern Conference playoff spots at stake here, we uh, I'm also very much so interested in seeing uh, some individual races and seeing how things shake out here towards the end of the season. So, And we'll get more to that later. But, PJ, before we get into things, what's good, man? How are things in Chicago now that I've left? They're still cold. We're, we're working to improve the coldness. We want the, the March weather. No kidding. Um, so, yeah, we, that's, that's the big big happenings here. The Bulls are kind of a wet putty of crap. Uh, As I say, and D-Wade, while he's still a bull, he's not a bull that's playing, so that's never good. No, he's not. But hey, his penis situation, I, according to sources <laughs> close to the pod named Gabrielle Union, penis situation, do not. Right. And so, at the end of the day, that's all that's really important. Hey, happy penis, happy home. That's what they say, right? It's going to be on your tombstone, I think. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Why not? Hey, but the. How are the uh, how how's, how was the return to the great Great Lakes uh, of Minnesota? The so typically I would fly to Chicago and back, but St. Patrick's Day weekend, uh, the flights were a little more expensive than normal, and, and so well, then drove not and and uh, the drive back was not pleasant. It was not pleasant, and I will leave it at that. I really don't want to even think about it anymore. Because of the bet to. hangover. Because of because the betting. a lot of hangovers. Uh, but every every team we cared about lost. Listeners don't want to hear about my hangover, PJ, so let's get into some NBA talk. So we're going to do split the pot up a little bit. We are going to talk about uh, some March Madness and what we've liked out of some prospects thus far this tournament. But we're going to start with NBA and – we should probably start with the biggest league-wide news that's come out this week, and that's Adam Silver's memo that he sent to owners, essentially telling them to enforce their teams and make sure that players aren't being rested. And it was really a shot at the Cavs and Warriors resting their guys on uh, games that were nationally televised, primetime games. And... The thing I want to know, PJ, because obviously any commissioner of any league is not going to want its stars rested on any game. But what would you do if you were commissioner to try to limit the need for teams to do this? Uh, well, the first easy answer is you shorten the season. <laughs> um, sure. But 
then again, that's also... You just mean, like, you know, play less games. Yeah. You, you yeah, have, that's the easy yeah, answer. in the regular season. Um, but you're commissioner, because yeah, you don't want to lose money, so how is that going to work? Yeah, I mean, that's why you're commissioner. You kind of figure that out, Adam. Uh, if, if I were a commissioner, I'd be spending my brain powers on that, but I'm not. I just get to talk about and criticize... Which is really <laughs> just the best. Guy. Yeah, it's, it's the best situation to be in. Um, no, I mean, I think you have the pro, you have to look at it from a multitude of ways. It's um, one is the the culture of where the league is headed, in which uh, we've put quite the emphasis on championships within the last twenty years, I'd say. Um, and and so teams, you know, team by teams resting, it's. Hundred percent, with the idea of of keeping the their best players healthy and and well rested going into the playoffs, so they can you know, perform there. Uh, so yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't know the the perfect solution to it. Other, I mean, that would be just the easiest one. Yeah, you make less games, so the you know LeBron's going to play sixty, you know, sixty five games in a year. I have to make a 60, 65, you know, game season. Supply and demand, you really test your, your booming league's demand. That's I, really that's really what you do, though? So you you raise ticket prices or encourage teams to rate, raise ticket prices to try to accommodate yeah. the decrease in games? Do you think that would work, though? Do you think people well, would still come? Uh, I'm guaranteeing, Maybe in I'm big guaranteeing these I'm guaranteeing these folks they're, uh, they're going to see their LeBrons and their Steph Curry's most likely. They're gonna Yeah, but but typically people will have their tickets already and then Yeah. I they don't end up playing in the last second, like with the Cavs and the Warriors both did. Yeah, I guess I, I mean I the, I don't really know a way to say like I, I think it's like strat I mean, in some ways. Yeah, I mean you don't want but massive what do, what do you think about and keeping the same number of games, but then spreading out the season another month to eliminate more back-to-backs, three and four nights, be, less road I'd trips. Be, yeah, um, that's a very valid solution. I just don't know if you want, you know, the season to be, you know, odd nine months long or something. You know, I mean, because then you have a short. Yeah, you gotta you gotta whatever. be careful. I mean, there's, there's no right way. It's you're you're pulling, and. It, levers and knobs and switching things but like you know you only have a finite amount of time and you know whatever it may be i i just think you know easy solution yeah you spread the games out but you cut it by 10 games you know you cut it by 10 12 games or something maybe that that gets you your answer right there but uh that's my simple my simpleton take on it like initially you you cut some games something you increase your supply and demand and uh you probably guarantee little timmy he gets to see lebron you know because lebron could probably play 70 games 65 games well he can play i'm convinced he can play 82 it's just a matter of he could, staying but fresh in the playoffs yeah but i don't yeah but like to their point and i'm on their like i mean it's like Okay, yeah, that's great. Like, Bob Joe's kid got to see on him. Him and his kid got to see LeBron. Tim and Bob Joe. 
Jim I like and Bob the, Joe. Yeah. I like the names so far. Yeah, the great, great family. Great head on their shoulders. Uh, yeah, I mean, them seeing a game, them seeing LeBron in their hometown in March or February, you know, that's that's good and all, but, you know, for LeBron, like, have to, how much they really care because they're, they're after championships. I could see, you know, you make an argument for some of these other teams with, uh, you know, neutral, you know, smaller markets, whatever the case may be, uh, them, their star players playing, you know, not resting them. You know, on the tank side of things, I could totally see where, you know, resting your best players and doing that, you know, what's not too dangerous would be an issue because you're not after winning at that point. Um, sure. But, yeah, I mean, I there's there's not an easy way because from Adam Silver's perspective and he's mentioning the owners, like, hey, we did just get a boatload of uh, TV money. Uh, those TV, those there's some strings attached to that, um, and maybe that's just something you go with to the players. But yeah, I mean, I think your suggestion of less back to back, something of that effect. But yeah, so you you're you think Adam Silver was totally in the right? If you were in his shoes, you would have sent a memo like this to try to get teams to dial it down a little bit as far as resting their their stars. Yeah, I mean, I think it's like he's. I mean, he's obviously looking out for the best interest of the league. I don't. I don't think anyone's wrong in this, but I don't think. Yeah, I just think it's. I mean, I think it's going to fall on deaf ears for the most part. Like, if I'm an owner, I'm and I have I'm you know a top four player in either con or top four team in either conference. I'm going to do whatever I can mm. to try to put my team in a position to be rested going into the playoffs, going to the conference finals, etc. I don't really care about making fans happy on a primetime game. It'd be one thing if you're doing this over and over again because eventually you're going to you're going to lose fans cuz of that, but if you do it once twice a season a primetime game, you're not playing your big guys then, you know, piss off some yeah, fans I, for one game. That's it. So I I, I don't know. Yeah, I I guess yeah, I mean, I guess you I could see if you just the nationally televised games try to key on those and have people playing uh but then you, if teams are like, yeah, there's maybe we just came up with a solution right here and there. We just workshop this out. Teams that are playing a nationally televised games shouldn't be playing off a of back to back. Boom. I'm that, sure they could implement that. I, I you would quickly. think you would think so, but the only problem with it is that, well, more times than not, you know the good teams going into the season, but every now and again you have a team going into the year they have the that flex option. You think they have yet, flex option. That's true too, but the flex option, you're not going to be able to build a flex option every week that neither team is off a of back-to-back. I mean, that's that would be difficult to do. But I like the idea. I mean, But in the could, second half maybe. I'm saying like the second half of the season. I mean, the other thing is like you look at when the All-Star break was this year, like we almost got through two-thirds of the season. I mean, like it was a weird – it felt like it just always feels like a weird time when they do the All Star break. Even, uh, well, here's a question: but, Why isn't not to completely deviate from what we want to talk about today? But why is the All Star break like sixty to sixty five percent into the year? Why isn't it just like the middle I mean. of the year? It should be. <laughs> I mean, same with baseball. Like, wouldn't I mean, they want I, to have a break halfway through? Yeah, I would think so. I mean, I would 
be all for the NBA changing up like their season whole thing. I mean, moving back their start date, extending out through the summer more. Um, right. You know, it w- how great would it be if you were like it Fourth of July weekend, like there was the NBA Finals was that weekend. Right. Yeah. Totally. I agree. Like, I mean, you could do stuff like that. I, I, uh, I think there's there's some solutions. Uh, Adam Silver is a pretty smart dude. I think he's he's got ways to address it, but um, it's something the NBA has always kind of has struggled with. Like I said, since the switch has become you know emphasis on championships for these guys. Uh, Sure. You know, it's it has devalued the regular season to a certain extent, but yeah, it's uh, from his pers- from Adam Silver's perspective, I think it's something where he's looking at and saying, you know, all maybe all good things in moderation. You know, let's just not get too overboard with this whole tanking situation. But I don't know, man. I, I like, I, yeah, like I said, I don't see a bad guy in this, but everyone's looking out for their own self interest in the end. So, you know. Someone's got to come up with yeah. a solution that benefits everyone. I guess I would just probably weigh on the side of lengthening the season, more time against uh, or more time between games. But let's uh, let's move on and talk about some on the court action. In particular, circling back to your Bulls here, Robin Lopez and Serge Ibaka mm-hmm. last mm-hmm. night. So I believe I forget who going. actually. I forget who oh. scored a bucket for the Bulls, but before Robin Lopez goes and and runs back on defense, Serge gives him a little forearm shiver to the to the kidney. Well, well, Robin kind of got shoved a little, but then he, I mean, Robin definitely like gave him like an aggressive box out. Like kind of was, I mean, like still, it's like a buy. It was nothing dirty about it, but yeah, Serge didn't really like that so much. How hard he came in. Gave him a little elbow to the back of the kidney. Robin didn't like that. Smacked the ball out of his hand. And uh, for a rare situation in the NBA, he had two punches land by each guy. And they just grazed each other. If they really would have – they both they both threw haymakers. Like if they would have landed yeah. those full, bu- full blow, it would have – like one of those dudes is going to get knocked out. And I'm guessing it probably would have been like, who do you take in a fight between Serge Ibaka and Robin mm. Lopez? I take Serge Ibaka. He's a little smaller, but look at that. I guy. don't know. Robin. Robin has this crazy look in his eye. He was like, he yeah, was. I, mean, I was watching the I was watching the Bulls broadcast. I, I know it was the national game, but I was watching the Bulls. So I don't know how it came off, but like, he was straight up looked possessed. Like he was pissed. Serge just kind of seemed like a, like he was kind of defending himself more. Like I was just like, you know, f that dude. Oh, Robin was unquestion unquestionably the aggressor here. He got, he Whoa. knocked the ball out of Serge's hands, and then instantly started shoving. Something was said. I think Serge had to have said to something. Have said. But he also gave him the kidney. Like I don't think when Robin was making that, you know, maybe the the thing. Like I didn't really see anything. You know, a few plays before that where they were like going at it really. Because if that's the case, like I've even done like, when I was playing basketball, it's like. Oh, if your dude's annoying you, you, like go hard on them in a box out, or like you, you know, try to lay them out on a pick, maybe. But like, yeah, maybe you swing your hip into a dude a little harder when you're boxing out, right? If they're like being annoying, you know, to you. But I didn't really see any of that before. Kind of just like, I mean, Robin definitely got shoved too, so his momentum is kind of going that way. Uh, 
but yeah, I think he didn't. I don't think he liked the elbow to the. I think the minute he got the elbow to the like kidney, he was like, you know, what the what the hell's your problem, dude? And just went off. Yeah, and I think yeah, Serge had to have said something, and we called him a biatch and slapped the ball of his hands, and there, there we go. But well, I ne- you know, I I am all for some some beef, some shoving, guys getting each other's face intensity in in the NBA. I'm like it's you always think of the malice in the palace when punches start getting thrown and that's you know, you you don't like that. But uh I don't know. Like seeing seeing a punch being thrown a couple times a year, it, it's it's nice to see that these guys like this I like is seeing intense. In the playoffs. Yeah, I mean I like, in the playoffs for dude, sure. Well, and you see a little dude, bit more it's gonna but, happen. Well, that's like the that's what we're getting into now is like everyone's played each other like and I mean people are kind of like sick of each other like the teams have their beefs and now you just got to put them in a some playoff series and it's, my favorite part is when it turns like every NBA series though it does this like there is a turn between games like two and four normally where it's like they've had it with each other like it just it goes from normal bats just be like no we're fighting you for the survival kind of stuff like it's it's awesome we're just Which, annoyed as shit i love what it happens every series this. i love where you're going with this and let's talk about a series that even though katie was out the thunder and golden state at least as long as the makeup of those two teams stays close to what they are there that's gonna be a high intensity game no matter what even if the warriors win big every game like they did the four games those teams played each other this year but russ and steph got into it uh yeah they did i think this was i want to say it was saturday or sunday night or was it it might have been monday this week the days are stringing together okay thank you uh monday you know they get into it a couple seconds left in the half um you couldn't really I, uh, see what was going on. I mean, well, so there was the the box. So they were like positioning for each other on the uh, tip ball, uh, right? jump ball. Yeah, and so basically, like, it was I forget the guy's name on uh, some bench you were, some got guard on the um, Thunder was just like kind of vying for position, and Steph kind of stepped in front of him. And like there was just a shove, and Russell was right there, and then it ended up becoming yeah Russell, Steph, and then like Russell, Draymond, and like I just, I mean first off, I would love to see Russell Westbrook try to fight the entire Warriors team because I think he might be able to do it. Well, I gotta give I've we've given we've said a lot more bad things about Steph Curry than good this. NBA season on this podcast. Oh, I was about to say something really good about him. Steph like, Steph came after Russ, and then the fact that a few seconds later when the Warriors win the tip and he hits a three to end the half, like that's just a classic case of just letting your, your – That was pretty dirty. It's a classic so case of letting your game doing the talking, and uh, it was dirty. And, like, I, I love Russ, and I love the way he plays. It's It's – an awesome, violent play, way of playing basketball, and it's no one plays like that. Uh, but it wasn't violent <laughs> enough on this night. Not on that little series, anyway. Yeah. You know, the guys, uh, guys, I want to get one punch. But 
but that was uh, the Warriors seem to have their number at least for the time being. And uh, if there's anybody that can kind of get the, his team going in the playoffs and do some do some wild stuff, I, I'd put my money uh, on Russ. But he's gonna see, he's uh, gonna have a tough time against a team like I mean, the Warriors. Yeah, I don't think he's got enough there. I mean, I'd love I'd love it if he did, but through four regular season games, he's gotten his ass beat by the Warriors with KD and without. Like, I mean, oh, it's it's uh that's gonna be tough if they have to play them. Yep. I don't really see, which would also mean they beat the Rockets most likely. I mean, it'd be it'd be wild to see though, for sure. I mean, I I, I hope in the off season though, Russ can get some get a weapon or two to help him add to add to this, so it could be like an actual like competitive series, like an actual. Oh, yeah, I rivalry. think I think they're going to be very strapped for cash, considering what Cantor. What Cantor is making the Oladipo extension, the Stephen Adams extension, and then yep. they, you know, they will offer that extension to Russ. I mean, he signed an extension, but I believe in, as part of the CBA, like extensions that have already been offered, they can uh, they can offer the new five year, even though mm-hmm. they've already offered that out. So, you know, I I don't see a situation where Russ isn't signing that five-year deal with the thunder just given how much money it is uh but that's gonna put them in a tough spot to sign other guys and with the current makeup of their team like i like some of the guys and they're gonna be a playoff team every year with the guys they have on their team plus russ but uh i don't know they're they're their wings really, really aren't that great. They're not that special to me. Good guys, good role players, good rotation players. Uh, I like Oladipo, but like they really need another three or four that can really, really defend well. And maybe Sabonis is the guy that you hope that just turns into that role that they really need. He's kind of got. I mean, he's got to be a guy. Try to use a mid-level exception, which I think they have. Uh, will be part of that, but. And you know yeah, they can I mean, probably they can hope to. I don't. It's really tricky now because you know if Russ was just a straight up free agent, they could and they didn't have his ex, and like his existing extension that he signed. If they don't have yeah. that on their books, I think that they probably have some cap room to sign somebody for you know seven eight million. But uh, if yeah. Russ is if that's on their books, even though they can like technically extend that out another two years and add more money to each year, then it's that. Then I have no idea how that works and how much cap room the Thunder are gonna have. But either way, they're gonna have to get creative. Yeah, I mean we've we've mentioned that multiple times, like what their kind of situation is. I I just would like to see it because I mean, but I'd also just like to see Ross Savage one chance to like pop Steph Curry. I think that would bring the nation together in a special way well that would be really the turning point you know Steph was Steph was the golden boy and he still is the most popular player in the NBA just oh throughout yeah. the he's US dope. and he's you know he's an incredible basketball player no question especially in the league even though he's kind of had a 
down season compared to his last two shooting wise, <laughs> which is crazy to think about. But that would really be the turn. Like I, I true, I really think that it's just only a matter of time before the the script kind of flips with him because now he's he's on the super team. He's hasn't. Oh, I think it's performed. already there. Yeah, I mean, it's at least in I think hardcore NBA. It's not fandom, cute anymore. It's not it's cute. Not cute. It's annoying in a lot of ways. Uh, but still, he he does stuff like that, like what he did to against the Thunder to Russell Westbrook. That shows you that like he is an incredible competitor, and he's still capable of doing some pretty dope yeah. stuff. And I also would say like unless you're a fan, like unless that's like your favorite player. I mean, I like. I mean, I think I started this year at one point, like off, like all of the Warriors individually. Like I like his players, like I like their personalities. Uh, but like even it was just together. I mean, it's like they're the best team in the league. Like they were, they won seventy-two games. They added Kevin Durant. Like I don't know. I think it's pretty rational for everyone to like, and everyone should kind of be like, I kind of hate that. Like I wish that was my team. Like I mean. You know what I mean? Like, I think yeah. Who doesn't? Like, who doesn't want their team to be winning that many games and have that many guys that are fun to watch? Yeah, but I do know that. I mean, what we're gonna be getting in store for you know, a couple months from now is going to be biblical. You just talk about the finals. Yeah. Finals is gonna be nice. I don't want to. I don't want to go too far down that road because we're gonna talk. No, about we've got that. We we got we, another. We got, episodes we got, another, to do. We we got, got a lot of episodes, episodes between now and then, and and one yeah. team that both of us want to talk about this week that's been hot in the West that has kind of changed the narrative as far as people's pick to get the eight seed in the Western Conference is the Blazers, who are eight and two. Nurkic has kind of gotten the flow There's, of things with that team. Uh, they're passing the ball really well. No one can guard them. They're so hot, you could say they're blazing. Ooh, the blazing Ooh. challenge. Yeah, so I, I, I've I, always been a fan of the Blazers. Uh, we may or may not have had a bit of a financial stake in, in that team going into the season, and that's definitely not, mm-hmm. you know, even if they win every game from here on out, that's not really going to come to fruition. But – it uh, doesn't mean this team can't make the playoffs, and even though they're going to end up playing, most likely the Warriors. Uh, you know they, uh, you know they won a game against the Warriors in the playoffs. They have uh, they beat them in the regular season. They were one of the few teams to beat them in the regular they season last year. They match up pretty well with them. Yeah, they, they match. They have a nice like overall little. I mean, if if Nurkic keeps this up and like they can roll this into the playoffs. Uh, I could see them win a game or two, um, which I don't mean. I think it was a pretty opportunistic move on their part. I mean, we I don't think we that that I remember that trade breaking when we were like just got done recording a pod, and then it was like all the other trades went down. That one kind of got under the radar. We just kind of glazed over it, but yeah, we definitely I mean, talked shout, about it. Yeah, but I mean, just like in terms of like. Uh, the the turn Nurkic has taken, like shout out to the Blazers front office for seeing like just a. Get, you know, I don't think it's that the Nuggets didn't think he was good either. I think it was like he had been struggling, but they're just kind of jam logged there with Jokic. Yeah, um, they were just conf- they were convinced that those two guys were not going to be a, be able to play together. Which I agree with. 
and I, they'd rather they'd rather have a guy like Plumley, who's just a really good. He's a plus defensive player and can finish at the rim. Pretty good passer, so he's really a guy that can whatever minutes that Jokic is off the floor, Plumley can kind of be a lesser version of that. You know, it that works. That probably works a little bit better than what you know Nurkic's skill set is, which I get. And mm. Nurkic is really he's just been a completely different player. I mean, he's averaging under 10 points, just a handful of rebounds, and now he's averaging, you know, close to 18 points, uh, you know, eight-plus rebounds with the with the Blazers. And then, you know, his passing, I think, has really been the huge thing. Like, that's a team that, with all the attention and all the cutting CJ and Dame do, those two guys are just really good at moving off ball. And if you can get in the yeah. high post, you get Nurkic the ball in the high high post. He's just been able to make things happen. And he himself is like pretty good at moving without the ball. Um, and yeah, they just kind of they clear it out for him, which I think is ideal. I mean, I think it's it's helped them with space, just to be like, yeah, this is kind of your area, man. Just go with it. And it's yeah, he's he's been a, a different different guy. Uh, since beyond there it's it's almost a perfect match and it, it i mean through this little streak of theirs like he's a legitimately their third best score their best scoring option uh so yeah i mean uh i don't know if they necessarily when they made the trade thought they were going to be in a position to make the playoffs but i think where they're probably going to land no matter what I, it's like a, a good ad, it was a good addition for them a nice piece to add and you know see what they add in the draft and, and whatnot to this team but yeah it's a it's a fun like i've had fun watching them and damien oh t- uh and that's really all i want to do is just gush about damien lillard for 30 seconds of your time i mean dude uh, he uh most recent western conference player of the week averaged dude, 38 yeah. points last week i believe i mean yeah, guys man. guys been playing just, lights out I mean, I saw something different with them, though, like as far as just in this season. When they were playing the Suns, I think it was two Sundays ago, playing the Suns and I was watching, he just was, like, I, I haven't just seen, I mean, I just, he's obviously an excellent ball handler, dribbles really well, uh, shocking take there, but he he just like had a little bit of an edge to him, and he was just making, and it could have just been because it was the Suns, but had these dudes on skates the entire time like even Devin Booker like Eric, all of them I was just like he looked like he was doing like N1 mixtape stuff against me at point it was truly like I, I just kind of like oh shit like this dude is feeling himself now the Nurkic things are just coming and going like I just think their best players are, are, are playing at a high level right now and getting that Nurkic and a little bit of a change to their overall offense to fit, I think, everyone's strengths on that starting group. It's it's nice. I you just I'm excited to going forward, like a full season of that, kind of see where how that plays out and everything. Yeah, I mean, I think the big takeaway of this is going to next season. Uh, I see. I mean, if I was put money on some whether or not some changes are going to be coming to their roster in this offseason I think there will be I don't know what they're going to do but 
you know, the Evan, you can trade one of those bad contracts. And I see, I'm, <laughs> I, you know, so you'd rather trade Evan Turner than Alan Crabb, though, right? I think Alan Crabb at least he gives you a valuable skill. A, he's a good, yeah. he's a he's a very expensive but a pretty solid three and D guy. He does some good things. He yeah, fits within no, the flow I'm, no, of that I'm, team. I'm, yeah. But Evan no, Turner, we'll trade it. No. Evan Turner, yeah. not making a ton of sense. Um, nope. He uh, he's been. I mean, the the injury has has been bad. Obviously, they really need some additional time. Um, and maybe you know, maybe him being out is somewhat of a cause of them playing better now. Just having It'll probably be a bull next you know, year. <laughs> I mean, who knows what the who the Bulls will sign at this point and what they'll do. He's our type. Trading. He's he, their type. He's kind of their type. You guys are going to need a play or a guy with the ball in his hands after. Uh, well, we, we got to see what happens with D Wade this offseason and stuff, but he could fit next to Jimmy. Why not? Um, I like Evan Turner. I just he doesn't fit at all with what Portland does, and I uh, I would think that. They will likely try to dish him, uh, even if it's just you know taking on I mean, basically nothing. They may just salary dump him somewhere. Brooklyn would take him. What What do you think? Oh, uh, yeah. I, well, I was thinking more along lines of we were talking about the Thunder. Like, what do you think? I done too, second like, unit. What if you swapped Cantor? What if you swapped Cantor and Evan Turner? So who's your set? I. I just I'm not sure who their center is in their uh, second lineup, but for the Blazers, yeah. So like, I think if you get Evan got, Turner, if you get Evan Turner, you can't really play him with Russ because Russ is just ball dominant, and Evan Turner can't shoot threes. So you don't want a guy that can only shoot elbow jumpers to space the floor with Russ. So he's running your second unit, and if you want him second yeah, in your unit, that's what I want. Him and if you do. want him in your, on your second unit to make plays. Uh, it's really you're just trading a guy like Cantor who's, you know, for all the guy's faults, he's a really good scorer. Uh, in isolation, yeah. just in general, he's a plus on the offensive end, and he's a huge negative on the defensive end. Where Evan Turner, like he's probably a better defender for his position than Cantor, but offensively, he's not as good of a scorer, but he's a better facilitator. So, I yeah, I'm not really sure, like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they would do that just to try to switch stuff up. Yeah, I don't. I mean, it's a fun I hypothetical. Think I think it's a kind of a an interesting. I I think they both have like obviously. Yeah, I don't think it's a perfect fit, but I think they both kind of have necessities for what the other team needs. Uh, but no, it's not perfect. It's because uh, I mean, yeah, they've got but. They, uh, yeah, the backup center question is they've got Myers Leonard, my favorite. Oh, oh not one. not the Blazers, the uh, OKC. Oh, who's their backup center? Yeah, because right now whatever minutes Stephen Adams isn't getting, they're going to Stephen Adams, and then they play those two together. Some got too. Taj, baby. We'll keep Taj. He's a free agent. He's coming back. I want Taj to stay on the Thunder. I would love that too. I don't. Taj and there's something about Taj and Russell Westbrook that I'm like, because of that fight, I just saw something like Taj was kind of in there, and I was like, oh, I would just nothing would make me happier than to see Taj end his career as like Russell's kind of like hit a nicer Charles Oakley, 
like a lesser player, but just like that kind of a role to be his like bodyguard, basically how like Oakley was for Jordan. Just yeah, kind of something similar, similar I, dynamic there. I could see Taj. I can definitely see him in a Thunder uniform longer. He's I just don't good know. In a Thunder uniform. Just not sure with all that money out there. That's going to be the place where he ends up. But uh, let's uh, let's talk on hit on our last NBA topic, PJ, before we move on to NCAA. So we've got 11, 12 games left of this season, and uh, it's been an awesome season. Uh, I think at least for any NBA fan would agree with that. And there's, as I alluded to at the beginning of the pod, there's a lot, there's a lot within each conference to keep your eye on with both teams and individuals. So what would your, what would be your big thing that you would, uh, that you're looking forward to really watching closely these last few weeks of the year? Well, I'm pretty, I'm very interested more in the, the top half of the East. Uh, I think a couple episodes ago we were talking about the kind of what our match playoff matchups could be, but I'm really wanting a nice setup for that Eastern Conference semifinals. So we don't have to wait until maybe the conference finals for an actual series in there. So, I mean, hoping that the current structure of it kind of stays how it is. So we want to have status quo. So that would be the Cavs as the. One, Celtics two, Wizards is the three, and Toronto is the four. I'm very, I want some nice playoffs scenarios in there for the second round. Uh, but other than that, I am just fanboying the Bucks on to glory. I hope they can keep climbing up this Eastern Conference ladder because I've stuck the white flag in the Bulls permanently so it would you be a would you be bummed out if they made the playoffs the bulls yeah uh speaking as a bulls fan no speaking as a the president ceo and founder of the fred hoiberg fan club yes because i think (laughs) that dude's trying to make the playoffs and i want fred to make the playoffs because i think that's important for him <laughs> just uh as far as job secure all of that stuff but um he was quoted as saying like it's just not fun <laughs> like he's not had this has not been fun and the direction of like what they're do they were going with the 12-man rotation and whatever but yeah i mean they just can't they don't have an offense right now which sucks so i don't think they're going to make the playoffs but if they made it to the AC, like fine. Fair enough. It. Yeah, uh, that they're very low on my interest totem pole. Like they're just there to make me like feel bad about myself if I need to. Yeah, so I'm I'm looking forward to keeping an eye on the Eastern Conference as well. I so the Cavs are I should say we're we're taping this on a Wednesday night. Uh, the Cavs are getting licked right now by the Nuggets. Yep. So unless they can come back from twenty six down, that's that game's probably over and. Celtics, did they win already? Um, so they're only a game and a half, two games up on the Celtics, prob- and most likely after tonight. Um, yeah, Celtics so game went final. Who knows what's going to happen there? Wizards won tonight as well, which puts them three and a half games out. Now, I don't think there's any chance that the Wizards catch the Cavs, but Celtics easily could. Things got to go 
the right way with them if they can stay healthy. The Celtics are a great regular season team. You know, they uh, – I mean, you and I know this, and I think most big NBA fans know this, but LeBron is just on cruise mode right now. This is going to be a different team once you get to the playoffs. But uh, Eastern, Conference, Eastern Conference is fun. Like, even with – like, you see the Bucks make the playoffs and they got to go against the Celtics. That's even – those games are fun. I mean, you got to see yeah. – any game Giannis is in is going to be competitive and – Jay Crowder's a good defender, but they don't have anyone that can really match up against Giannis. Uh, it's, uh, you know, that would be a great matchup. Um, Wizards-Pacers, well, I think the Wizards definitely win that matchup. It, it could, you know, you get some Paul George in there, Miles Turner, uh, I think can do some things against the Wizards. It, yeah, it'll be interesting. But my... Uh, I'd be pretty happy if the Pacers and Heat left the playoffs. Right. Uh, well, the Heat... The Heat are interesting because I just can't. I mean, I haven't been able to figure them out. Um, I I just keep telling myself they can't be that good, but they just keep winning games, and I think they're going to end up squeaking in the eighth seed. I don't know why, but uh, I uh, my big thing that I would like to to keep an eye on the rest of the season, um, and we've talked Cavs about this a lot. By Twelve, by the way. Oh, I must have seen. I pulled up. My Check fantasy? your facts, friend. Pulled up my fantasy app and it gave me the wrong score. Check Weird. your facts, friend. All right, my bad. Uh, Get your alt facts straight. Well, either way, we'll have to see who comes to that. I'm thinking that <laughs> the the Nuggets end up pulling that one out. But I, uh, you know, this season has really been the season of the individual. We've said that a million times, uh, and I I'm really excited to see what Kawhi Leonard, LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, and James Harden do. The last couple weeks of this season, because I think, I think those guys really want it. I think every one of them. I think the Kawhi has shown it the least. Like we got that little flash from him um, against the Rockets, but all year Russ and Harden have been going at it, and I think LeBron really wants it too. So I, I think mean, yeah, I think that I, you could see well, a, a jump in performance from those guys, and and really trying to. Uh, put up some big numbers, do some big things at the end of the year here, and I think it's going to be fun to watch. See, I think LeBron would want it more if it was like if Steph or KD was the in the discussion than like if Russell or James. I don't know if he's really – me personally, I don't know if the MVP is really – I just feel like he's had his eyes on the Warriors this entire time and it's just like kind of obsessed over that. He's just obsessing over that piece and knowing. I mean, I think he's he's a smart enough dude to know, like, if he somehow beats the Warriors in the finals, like, that's it. Like, he's just busted and himself into the top, like, four players of all time. You know what I mean? Like, he's, yeah. like, that's his, I mean, I know it's, you know, say what it is, but it could be the, the Warriors could be are the perfect challenge for him to like solidify it a hundred percent. I think when you see some of the quotes and stuff he's talking about, like I think that's a hundred percent what he is referring to. I think that's been his entire focus this year is just like preparing himself and his teammates to like for that series. And I'd say what you will, that's necessarily the right thing to do or not, but. 
uh, that's like been the feeling I've gotten. Is he's just like he's staring destiny now, and he's knows damn well like what he could pull off if he if they do this. Well, <clears throat> I hope we get to see it, Peach, but. Uh, we'll we'll talk a lot more about the Cavs and the Warriors. And I'm looking forward episodes. to our eventual fight. Oh I'm yeah, to, yeah, that's that's coming. If you thought if you thought Robin Lopez and Mbaka was bad, or Russ and Steph, wait until wait until Ultra and I throw down the gauntlet for M- hot MVP takes. Well, I mean we. They've heard the argument already, so I don't know if we need to go too deep into it. But I'm but sure once the results, I'm sure once the results, the results come in, we're gonna yeah, there'll be some words, and and we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Let's talk college basketball. Middle March Madness. I like this idea much more a week ago than I do today. Talking March Madness. <laughs> yeah. Well, luckily we're running a little long on this pod, PJ, so we can uh, we can hit this pretty quick. Uh, I mean, so I, we, we should say we we went we're to we went to first round games for the first time. PJ and I we were in Milwaukee. Had not been to first round NCAA tournament, uh, especially the second game we went to, which was the Middle Tennessee Middle t- and Minnesota yeah. game. A little higher intensity game was close in the second half for a while. Yeah. Uh, a lot of uh, fans from both teams. Like I was surprised. We saw quite a few Middle Tennessee State fans there. Yeah. Um, let me just let me if there's anyone that went to Butler or Winthrop that listened, that game was dog shit. That's all. It was bad. Uh it was the worst pass It was bad. Live. And we're gonna do our in and outs later, but I kind of forgot about this. I think that we would both be out on the fact that uh, the college arenas don't offer beer during March Madness games. So I'm out on that. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mutual pot out. That was unfortunate. Uh, but all in all, a really good experience, and it, it was really fun to see. Um, and we'll, we'll have to do it again. I think next time it's going to be uh, after the first round, try to see uh, – try to see a sweet 16 try to i mean it'd be great if we could get to a final yeah. four at some point but anyway the the sweet 16 matchups that are left michigan versus oregon west virginia versus gonzaga purdue versus kansas still still pissed that purdue ended up holding iowa state off but xavier versus zona butler versus unc fuck you butler uh south carolina versus baylor ucla versus kentucky and wisconsin versus florida um, yeah. I never got to tell you I'm sorry that your Blue Devils got knocked out. I'm not a Duke fan. Uh, I didn't want them knocked out that early. I uh, like I had a, I knew I've been through enough of these Duke upsets to know when it, with the bloods in the water. I was watching like the first eight minutes of it. And I was like, yeah, this is where this is heading, and I don't. I'm not gonna. I like emotionally. I was like drained from the weekend of like all the losses that. By the time we got to that, I literally was just like a zombie. I was a, a motionless. Like it happened, I was like, "All right, yeah." Like I Monday came. You, if anyone brought up college basketball to me, I immediately walked away. I just was like I, I was so drained after the weekend of all the games and stuff. And but now I'm like kind of back. You know, it's like I'm kind of getting. Excited. I was looking at these before we jumped on here. Um, I mean, some of them I think are going to be dog games. Uh, you can't. You won't get me within a thousand feet of that South Carolina Baylor game, uh, but 
Like Michigan, Oregon, I think will be interesting. Zaga, West Virginia, UCLA, Kentucky is probably going to be the sexy headliner of this whole thing. Yeah, I think all the all the Thursday games are good. The Friday games, like I may not watch, or the yeah, oh, the Friday so yeah, game. I don't know what these. The Friday game, I'll would, pick up Thursday, on. Friday. I'll pick up on UCLA, Kentucky, and then I'll just be. That's the one. I mean that that regular season one this year was awesome. Oh, that was probably one of the first games I watched this year. Um, and yeah, I mean I'm a big, big Malik Monk believer, which I know is what we're kind of getting into with this. Yeah, so so what I want to know out of this, and I, it's kind of funny because I, I think I know the answer. Like, are there are any of these games better than that UCLA Kentucky game? Like, that is the best game for if you're a regular if you're just a college basketball fan. Oh no, fan, that's it. That's it. If you're a regular headline, or if you're really into keeping an eye on the, uh, just on NBA profit. The average, in general, the average I mean, basketball. Well, just the average basketball fan in general. That's the easy sell i do think the oregon michigan game could be sneaky good uh i'm a thousand percent in on the plane crash belief i i think in one of i mean i i i was just eating that up and i was like yes this is like a thing i want to bet michigan all the way uh on stuff like i think they can maybe do it you got to believe in the plane crash i mean maybe the little break here but i believe in it that brought them together that was it yeah i mean they've played extremely they nice well in the first two rounds i thought they were going to lose to oklahoma state uh, and they ended up holding on uh and that was a great that was the best first round game in my opinion uh yeah they that that's gonna be a great game the west virginia gonzaga game is gonna be great just because the teams play very different styles of basketball yep. and west yep. virginia is just really fun to watch in general they are. I love Bob Huggins. <laughs> I love. We we were saying we were saying when we were watching the games, like shout out to Bob Huggins for like just dressing just, like a slob every game, <laughs> dude. Just like establishing, like having such swag that he was just like, I'm wearing a windbreaker to every game, and like, all these, who's gonna stop? All me? these other coaches be wearing suits every day. I'm wearing a pullover. Good for him. Bob Huggins looking like he's ready to jump on the golf course any minute. Uh, uh, yeah, but as far as, like, pro-wise, I mean, Lonzo Ball had himself a day uh, on Sunday night. Against Cincinnati. It, yeah, I mean, that I mean that dude's uh, – I don't know what – I can't really get a gauge on him yet with all the foolish things his dad says and, like, what I see him play and, like, kind of his shot and mechanics and everything but so i just know dude had himself we're gonna be talking about moment. we're gonna be talking about mr ball for so long with his because like i mean chances are his if his sons are if the rest of his sons are as good as uh what is rumored you can't I mean, do you, you see him score you didn't like know you forgot lavelle <laughs> you forgot you've got their names didn't you you were gonna say lavar well, no, I forgot the dad's name. I couldn't remember his dad's LeVar name. LeVar Ball. LeVar Ball. LeVar Ball, okay. Um, remember the uh, name. Oh, we're going to we're gonna be talking about that dude for a long time. Uh, yeah, he's, he's, now he's getting in with LeBron, which is, like, not the person to piss off. Your son, you know, like, Lonzo, first game Lonzo plays LeBron, like, he's so dead. He's going to be like, I, it's nothing against you, kid, but 
your dad put my kids' names in his mouth where it shouldn't have been there. Like, <sighs> you're done. Anyway, yeah. Why, I, as far as Lonzo goes, I have a tough time. My my knock on on Lonzo, and this is not something that hasn't been said before, but it's his shot. Like I, I know he's shooting forty two percent from three this season, and that's great. But then you go to the NBA, you you know, couple steps back. His his shot is very slow developing. It's it's kind of awkward. He's not going to be able to like he cannot. He can be a spot-up shooter and make some threes maybe. He's not going to be able to shoot off the dribble just because he can't get it up that fast. Uh, oh, <laughs> that was Ooh. good. Um, I don't know. I, I get, We'll have to get Gabrielle Union's opinion on that because <laughs> that's how that all started. <laughs> on the other hand, the dude – Just bringing uh, that full circle, that joke full circle right there. Great job, Ultra. <laughs> no problem. I obviously did it on purpose. He uh, his basketball IQ and he's pretty explosive. He can he can finish. I mean he yeah, he's I just, really fun I mean, to for, watch. I I mean for me like and everyone like criticizes him on the shot and like I'm with it. Like I don't really I can't see that shot working in the NBA. But like when I, if it does like just once he plays in a game like if he starts making I'm like okay like, right I'm on your I'm on your side, dude. Uh. Yeah, but I've I've been a big fanboy of Malik Monk. I like Malik Monk's game a lot. That's like been the dude I've enjoyed watching. Like SEC term, everything with him. Like he's been playing well lately, so that's gonna be I'll be rooting for that dude to do well uh, for sure. Yeah, Malik is the other dude that I'm that I'm looking like. I mean, De'Aaron Fo- the De'Aaron Fox Lonzo Ball matchup has gotten a lot of. Uh, a lot of hype the last few days. Neither, I liked it. of them is going to play defense. I like De'Aaron Fox. I don't really put him in the same conversation as Lonzo. Uh, but yeah, prove me, prove me wrong, De'Aaron. Like, I mean, he's explosive. He's capable of doing some nice things at the collegiate level. I just be good. It'll be a fun matchup. To I'm see. interested to see of those two dudes who guards the other person like slightly better, but still like. Just bad in general. Lonzo, Lonzo's long and he's handsy. I, I mean, I, I see him creating some problems. You see him coming out on top. So who's your who's your pick in that game? Um, I'd pick UCLA. I at this point I'm only trying to recover the money that we've lost over the first weekend. So. When I see the lines, I'll let you know. Okay. I would, I would, I would side with UCLA just because Kentucky doesn't. I mean, like, I think they both kind of like just based on how they both play. I think UCLA just does some of those things better. To be very general, I mean, I think if it comes down to just being like a shootout, uh. UCLA is going to win. If Kentucky does put up any sort of defensive effort, they have a good shot. Um, and I like the Darren Fox, Malik Monk backcourt, like that dynamic to be able to create shots. And, like, if you need a bucket, I'd take those two dudes right now. Right. Um, but, you know, Lonzo Ball could just come out there to kind of play out against Cincinnati, and it's a whole different thing. So, I, I'm I'm kind of like torn. I, I think it, I do think it'll be a fun, 
fun game. I'm hoping that it is. Um, I think it will be because I think that's that's gonna be the, the palate cleanser. The the what I'm gonna need to get a little taste in my mouth to uh, wanna ride out this tournament because I'm I'm battered and bruised, Ultra. I'm just battered and bruised tonight. I think I think you're gonna be singing a different tune at the end of this week, and I think we're gonna see some good basketball. And I think you're going to be less hungover, and I think it's going to be a better experience for for everyone involved. I have more money in my pockets. Probably that too. But ultra, my my Raptors winning streak. The Bulls they lost it. All I have left is the TNT home winning streak. Next next Thursday, folks, be ready for the streak to continue. Do the Bulls do the Bulls play on TNT? That's next my last. Thursday? Yeah, yeah. Next Thursday night home game. So not tomorrow, uh, but a week. A week, eight days from when we're recording this so perfect that's that's the thing i'm looking forward to most for the rest of the season ultra do they keep the streak alive i hope that can be your silver lining on this season uh i don't know who they play but i'll be rooting for the bulls how about that we'll be betting on them too so the last uh, the last college basketball topic i wanted to hit on was that while there were some upsets like i the wisconsin over villanova's Villanova upset was huge. Not as flashy of a first round this season as compared to, especially last season, where you saw some uh, number two team and Michigan State going yeah, down. You saw West Virginia and Purdue ones. going for going down. I don't know. Like, don't you love it a lot more? It's a lot more exciting, even if it completely messes up your bracket to see some really wacky shit the first day of the tournament. Uh, no, I mean, it used to, but. I mean, I just want, like, good basketball overall. I mean, I'm just a purist like that. I don't know. I just want to see, like, and I mean, there's something about it. Like, you know, those are fun and everything. But, like, I also don't mind, you know, getting to this, you know, Sweet 16, you having some, like, big heavy hitters in there. Like, I think we lost some of them. I mean, I, I'd rather have seen, you know, Duke Baylor, Duke SM, you know, something like I would have, and that's not even just a bias thing. Like, I mean, I just would have liked to see the the most talented teams playing each other and really uh, going at it, and just you know, kind of. I mean, I think that's that's more fun in those later rounds. I if with when you have a lot of upsets, you end up having a lot of dog dog games in the second and in the Sweet Sixteen, um, and then the whatever of those elite teams are left. They're cruising till you know the lead eight game or the the final four. So, it's a as I've grown older and more mature and wise, ultra. I think mm. I prefer the the best teams surviving. But the teams I think don't have any chance. Yeah, I hope they all lose and they lose miserably and at all all of the above, all those feelings, all those adjectives. Okay. How Fair. about you? You want more of them, don't you? I do want more of them. It's fun, dude. I I I used to be a much bigger college basketball fan than I am now. Uh, Ditto. And maybe it's because I just had some more time to to watch games throughout the week, and now I'm devoting as much time as I can just to NBA stuff. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think that it's really fun day one and day two to to see some really. Like see some 
two seed go down to 15 seeds and stuff like that just because it's like high intensity uh, i've seen like I, I my brother goes to northern iowa and they've often been that team that's knocking people off it's just kind of fun to watch man i don't know you're saying that because yeah. duke sometimes is that team so you just don't want to see them going down yeah, I don't know. I mean, they're yeah, they're pretty susceptible to it. But, <laughs> no, I don't know, man. I just let's uh, move on to a nicer topic. Let's go into in and outs, man, and then we can wrap up for the week. What uh, what are you in and out on this week? Uh, so my in and outs, my in is uh, PB and J's. All the the rage right now. Um, yeah. So I saw I saw a story on Bleacher Report very, about PB and It's not a Bleach. It's not the Bleach. Oh, damn it! Damn it! Damn it! It's a ESPN magazine story. Don't let Bleacher Report steal other people's content. Ultra. They'll be stealing our content one day, and then we won't <laughs> okay. like it so much. All right. My bad. Uh, ESPN story. PB. Yeah. ESPN magazine uh, about the like under like this undercurrent of uh, like obsession with NBA, the epidemic that is the PBA PB and J in NBA locker rooms. Like it's the go-to snack. It was evidently started by KG in the 0708 Celtics that won the title. Um, just a fun read. Like I would recommend everyone go out there, find it, read it. Um, just really interesting. And there's like a lot of other themes within it that are fun. It's just like, it's a very fun read. Um, but I was enjoying it too because when I heard about it and I saw the article was like I used to do this when I was in high school and stuff and I feel like now I'm like it solidified myself as like a basketball like I knew I loved the NBA but this was like I love it even more because like I would do this I would eat PB&J's not knowing this at all like I learned about this like three days whenever the magazine came out uh or like it's out now. It's coming out on like the twenty March twenty seventh issue, I think. But well, I'm definitely I'm definitely gonna have to look that up because it sounds pretty cool. And I love PB and J. It's very funny. First it's year very, after like I started working, I ate PB and J's like every day. I think I still eat PB and J's. Like I love peanut butter and jelly. I even do peanut butter banana jelly. Oh you know, sure, all sorts of stuff. Throw some they, Nutella like, in down. there. A bunch of bunch of guys like takes on there. It's a heavy Lakers article, so you'll enjoy that ultra um very fun read so i was more so in on the article but just pb and j's in general uh must represent those and that was fun uh my out for the week is um just a little pet peeve this is a lifelong pet peeve of mine but it just been coming up a lot this week and it replaced my original one which was just going to be like college officials um, so still going to mention those bastards, but, um, yes, those, so when you're going through and, you know, it's construction areas, school, wherever, then they have those, those giant like construction sign, but they, where they broadcast your speed limit, you sure. know what I'm talking about? I know what you're talking where they show about. Yep. yours. Those are the dumbest things and dumbest inventions ever. It upsets me that good hard earned taxpayer dollars are being spent on those stupid ass signs that tell you the speed limit because guess what everyone you got one of those in your car like i don't need that stupid sign telling me how fast i'm going i also since i've lived in the state of chicago i told you this 
I don't pay attention to the speed limits anymore. Yeah. I just kind of go with the flow. It's like, I didn't really go into that with you at all. Like, I should have talked about that more. But when I was driving out of the city, like I said, I drove back to the Twin Cities from Chicago. I mean, everyone's just going 70 on the reg, dude. Like, no one, no one cares. Dude, no one does. Yeah, no one does. Yeah, I mean, you're just kind of going with the flow. Like, you just go at the speed as everyone else, and, like, that's good. Like, and that's what I do. So I don't really pay attention to speed limits, but I – when I'm going into my office, like there's a bunch of them around there right now and I've hit some roads and like every time I, and it is just like a lifelong, been a lifelong pet peeve of mine. Like I think they're so dumb. Um, almost as dumb as me seeing, I saw a couple yesterday, they were jogging together and they were holding hands the entire what? time. I was like the dumbest, lamest, like I don't know what word, but I was like, just shocked. Last, I, it was last, poor exercise. Last night I was, uh, I was what the, f- I was working out, I was working out in my apartment's like little workout room. A couple comes in, kisses each other. One goes to an elliptical. The other person goes to a treadmill. <laughs> like, like what is happening? Like, why you guys think I do this in here? Like, you don't have to They're say making out. Well, they like looked at each other, like stopped and like shared a moment and kissed. And it was like not like a quick then pack they broke and like apart. not yeah. And then they went and did their own workout. And it's just like why you they're just do trying this to give shit? each other encouragement. This couple I saw was holding hands, walking across his inner like running across like, and they were just locked in step like yeah, that's worse the whole time. And then they were like kissing and running in place, and I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, that is what worse. are we doing, people? It was wild. I I was like trying to fumble and get my phone up to like take a video of this because i thought someone was playing a prank on me and when they were running it was not like they had figured out a way to run and hold hands like it looked awkward and dumb and the worst ways ever so if anyone knows anyone that does that because the first time i saw it like make them stop immediately or send me their address and i'll send them a strongly worded letter fair enough well i'm gonna start I'm going to do my out first uh, so that we can end on a high note. And you might even disagree with my out, so maybe that would be better to end with, but I'm going to start with it anyway. So uh, Drake drops not a new CD, but a new playlist. Um, He dropped that, uh, I believe it was Saturday sometime. It might have been Friday. But uh, it's good. I the reason it's my out yeah. is not because I think it sucks, but Drake. I think this is his, technically it's not an album. It's the fourth, like not fourth. It's probably it's like sixth. Uh, if you count it as an album, it would be his sixth album that he's come out with, I believe. And it's just like it's nothing new. Like can like I'd like to get some more bangers on there like do something different like it's just the same shit every album man like and it's good like i'm gonna party to it i'll listen to it when i drive and stuff like yeah. i'd like to see him take a step forward like he's not gonna ever win a grammy he's not gonna be recognized as this great thing if you keep doing stuff like this like please it's those ghost riders man mm-hmm. do you like it though they need to step it up i think it's fun i think there's some them nice uh samples on there i think it's a got some toe tappers in there yeah like i said I, uh, they're probably no six i mean you're right it wasn't four probably yeah, six I wasn't, probably six different songs i'm gonna party to but nothing yeah nothing to write home about like 
Did uh, you like the Kanye song? I did. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I did um, too. The, uh, like, oh, I'm totally lost in my train of thought. Anyway, that, that's, that's all I... Passion Fruit? Big well, Passion pa- Fruit pa- guy? Passion Fruit is good, but... Uh, um, God, what is the song that he uh, dropped as a single before this came out with? Fake Love? Yeah, Fake Love is the best song. Fake Love is the best song on that on the whole thing, in my opinion. Like you gotta yeah. like, I'm just. It's always a little disappointing when the song that you release as a single is just by far the best song that's on the album. There's nothing really that yeah. Great I mean, on he it. just kind of. I I mean, yeah. My only beef with him is that I feel like just certain songs kind of get they blend together as far as like how they open and just like their structure yeah i mean that's kind of that's what he had with views too now this is better than right. views this is a lot yeah better than views. yeah this is way better yeah um, like these are these are more unique compared to like like he they're diversified enough i guess but uh he got some really good like i would have i'm surprised didn't get any rihanna or nikki on it but he did get right. young, got got young thug on a few songs um it's good yeah, it's all right. Yeah, but like I think, Drake, take a step forward, man. Don't I don't keep Drake, I don't honestly, stay where you are. My, Go forward. My my take on Drake is that I do think he needs like to do a straight collab album with someone. Well, just, he did like, it with Future already, and just it was okay. Yeah, but nah. I need. I want like someone that's like at like at his level, or you know, something, or someone that's a younger dude, like someone that's gonna push him sure. a little bit. Uh creatively because i think that's what he needs to kind of get get out of this but i mean dude drake's also just fucking famous now so it's like yeah i mean that's no question about that he's just going to be he's just going to be famous he's like a personal dude and stuff like i don't know if he needs to really change it up that much no he doesn't need i mean he can keep making records like this until until he dies and people will probably continue to listen to it but yeah I'm just. I would like to see as a Drake fan, I'd like to see him do some new stuff. But let me get to my end, uh, and then we'll wrap up here. So the Timberwolves are going to be announcing like a new logo um, on their home. It's be a cat home closing or the uh, last home game of the year against the Thunder, which I'm going to. So I'm pretty stoked about that. It'll be good to see. Wow. I've been a big proponent of... What if you get a shirt? What if you get a shirt with the new logo? That'd be fly. I hope it happens. I mean, I've been a proponent of the T-Wolves. I've been a proponent of the T-Wolves changing their look. Uh, the standard Timberwolf logo is not good. Like, it's just too much going on. You got a ton of trees like in the background, and the wolf looks kind of lame. Like I really like their old school logo. It's more simple. It's like this lighter blue wolf in front of a basketball, and they're they're closer to that. Like get something a little bit closer to that. I think they're gonna go into like the dark Timberwolf green with some black, which I think it's kind of similar to what they did with their Christmas jerseys. I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be really cool. I'm excited to see it. And I haven't talked about, and I'll talk about him some more. I haven't talked about Cat a ton this season, but like keep doing your thing, man. Like he's been so good. The second half of the mm-hmm. season, really after the first like month or so, um, like he doesn't deserve to be all NBA just because of the Timberwolves haven't been a very good team. But like that dude is unbelievable. Like I'm could not be happier with how Cat has played this year. 
I just need him. I need the T Wolves to be full season. I don't want them to just be second half. I think Tibbs is going to have them running suicides all summer, so I think we'll be all right. They might be tired, but oh. you're going to get a full season's worth of oh. them, I think. Um, let's wrap up here, go. PJ. Uh, got yes. any Got any other NBA stuff? Any basketball stuff you want people to to keep an eye out for this week? Other than you know, big Bulls game next Thursday. Big Bulls game. We'll cover it uh, next episode. Be the preview of the t- Thursday night TNT survival matchup all right uh, no man we're we're gucci all right dude well as always thank you everyone for listening please check us out at the point forward on twitter uh check us out on facebook the point forward um as well as uh please uh leave us a review on stitcher or itunes if you like what we're doing but uh um hope everyone has a good week and uh we'll be coming up with another pod soon Peanut butter jelly time, peanut butter jelly time, wave it, wave it. <laughs> <laughs>